Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine, and where we introduce you to new travel destinations. I'm Foster Brown. Designating American roads as byways has long been a way of highlighting scenic and or historic stretches of American countryside. Michigan has many such stretches of hallowed highways, like uh, Woodward Avenue from Detroit to Pontiac, the Iron County Heritage Trail in the Upper Peninsula, and the Tunnel of Trees in Harbor Springs, which are featured in Pure Michigan Byways and Tour Routes Driving Guide posted online. One of the Great Lakes State's most famous byways, however, remains unhallowed and underwater in some places. This oldest stretch of Michigan roadway follows M125 in far southeast Monroe County on the western shores of Lake Erie, all the way to Hart Plaza on the Detroit River in the historic heart of the Motor City. Our guest on this American Road Trip Talk is Rusty Davis. He's a volunteer at the River Raisin Battlefield Park in southern Michigan who has dedicated himself to uncovering and recognizing this bygone historic byway. Rusty will uncover the fascinating story of Hull's Trace, a road that figured into the history of the War of 1812 and the development of two states. My guest is Rusty Davis. He is a volunteer with the River Raisin National Battlefield Park in the state of Michigan. It's in the far southeast corner of Michigan, and uh, it's um, an historic area for many, many reasons. It was um, the gateway into the state of Michigan as it was coming into the Union in the early 1800s, part of the uh, history of the War of 1812. And, Rusty, thank you so much for joining us here. Well, thank you for having me on. I, you know, Rusty, uh, our readers love to hear about the byways that are discovered and designated throughout the United States. And uh, I understand that you folks have been in kind of a, a battle at the battlefield to get some recognition for one of uh, Michigan and America's great scenic byways. Well, it, it is sort of. It's... Uh... The problem with it is, or, or what the issue is, is the road that we have is the road that uh, General Hall marched his troops to Detroit on in 1812. And as General Hall marched along across Ohio, he started in Urban, Ohio, and marched to Detroit. He had to build the road as he went across Ohio. But when he got to Michigan, or close to Michigan, basically at Maumee, down in the Maumee, Ohio area, on, mm-hmm. on the Maumee River, in 1808, Michigan had had uh, passed legislation, the territorial government had, and they had surveyed the road from Detroit down to the rapids of the Maumee. And that was to link up with a road that the federal government was supposed to be building, that was part of the whole deal, mm-hmm. from the rapids of the Maumee to Sandusky, Ohio. So when he got to that point, he knew there was a road, so he was able to you know, come up that surveyed yes. road and make it to Detroit. Of course, it wasn't completed. Mm-hmm. Um, the troops still had to build bridges across many of the streams and corduroy it and that. And in fact, there is a piece of that corduroy road still in existence yes. at, uh, here on River Drive in West Jefferson Avenue. So That's fascinating. So we, you can actually yeah. see, by the way, uh, when you say corduroy, uh, again, for the, for the sake of our listeners who might not be familiar with the term, what does it mean when you say corduroy a road? Well, 
at the time, they actually, they called it a causeway. But what it really was, is most people know it as a corduroy road. And what they would do is to get across swampy land or low land where, there was, where it was wet and muddy, they would cut down trees along the way, lay them across the road, perpendicular to, to the road, mm-hmm. and then run stringers on them parallel with the road, cover it all with, with dirt, and try to make a sort of a weatherproof road yeah. across whatever obstacle it was. So um, Michigan or Monroe County here, you know, being right at the western end of Lake Erie, mm-hmm. and the entire route of the road was at the western edge of Lake Erie or the Detroit River. We had plenty of marsh to go across. <laughs> there's a, there a lot of causeways and a lot of bridges through there. This was the only road in the Michigan until the 1820s. There was no other road coming into Michigan. Mm-hmm. You could come across Lake Erie on the Erie Canal. Sure. But as far as coming across, you know, there's this problem in Ohio called the Great Black Swamp, 40 miles wide and 100 and some miles long. Wow. To come through that, there's only that one road. It kept, you know, Michigan from developing for quite a number of years because we didn't have another road. We didn't have another road, many other roads in the state, till, 18, till the 1825 or so. That, that was it. It was the only road. It was also the reason that Hall had to surrender Detroit. He had to use that road and go back 200 miles into Ohio to his base of supplies. His problem was there were two Indian villages right on that road. Maguaga, which is today's Wyandotte, and Brownstown, which is where Gibraltar is. And the Indians were on the other side when it came to choosing up sides. That's right. (laughs) Right. He couldn't get any supplies into Detroit, and basically... That was all. That was it. That was it. So he surrendered. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. get back to what you were saying, yeah. though, you said we were having a problem, and, and it's it is a problem, but it it is it's an understandable problem. The it's the issue is that Michigan Department of Transportation can only authorize a road as a pure Michigan byway that they have jurisdiction over. Uh-huh. So it has to have an M letter in front of it, or right. you know, such as so there's a Michigan road. From the Ohio line to the city of Monroe, the road is M125. Uh-huh. Locally, we refer to it as the Dixie Highway. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, it's M125. So that road has state jurisdiction, so they have given us permission to apply for that part of the road is to be in the byway. Now, the road continues. It's still the same road that was surveyed in 1809, and it continues north of the city of Monroe, north of the River Raisin, and you can drive on that road all the way to Hart Plaza in Detroit. Wow, that's the... By the way, for people who are not familiar with Detroit, Hart Plaza is the very, uh, if you will, the stepping stone on to Detroit. It's right at the foot of Woodward Avenue and in the very heart of Detroit on the Detroit River right across from Windsor, Ontario. It was the center of the old town center, what it was. So um, everything that happened... During the War of 1812, with the exception of the surrender of Fort Mishlamackinac up in the Straits, but every other battle, every other action in the War of 1812 happened on that piece of road between Detroit and Monroe. Uh-huh. However, that entire road is under local jurisdictions, counties, <laughs> cities. I gotcha. Townships. So, uh, by law, by, by their legislation, their enacting legislation, Michigan Department of Transportation cannot 
acknowledge it as a pure Michigan byway. Uh. They're certainly willing to acknowledge it as a historic road. They sure. have no question. There's no argument about that. And and they, we had a uh, meeting here in the community about a year ago with uh, the man that runs the program. Uh, right now his name escapes me. It's uh, Tom, uh, excuse me, it's Tom Doyle. Mm-hmm. I could get you the name to be sure, but then he came down with one of their Department of Transportation historians, and we took them on a tour of the road, and they were just amazed at, at how intact it was, and yeah. and they were very impressed with, with the impact that it would have had on the communities, because, you know, after the war, early 1900s, that was uh-huh. the road to come into Michigan on. That yep. was a road that people would have migrated to Detroit on, you know? Yes. Uh, arsenal of democracy would have gone up and down that road with parts and mm-hmm. steel mills were along the Detroit River on that road. I mean, it's a very, very important road for many reasons, you yep. know, but yep. but it goes all the way back to the early 1800s and, and it's fascinating. primarily still the same road, so, the same road for 200 years. That's what's so amazing about it. And, yeah, that and is, a lot of people yeah. drive it every day and don't know what they're driving on. That's know? astounding. We're talking with Rusty Davis, by the way, who is a volunteer with the River Raisin National Battlefield Park and uh, part of the efforts to try to include more of this, um, this r- historic uh, byway that went from Ohio up into downtown Detroit to make it part of the pure Michigan byways. So, um, you know, one of the things that fascinated me when I looked at some of the pictures there is that some of the wood and the corduroy that you mentioned, those logs, are still visible down there oh, yeah. uh, in, in yeah, Monroe County. It's amazing. Yeah, they were they were protected uh, when, they, when, it, when Jefferson Avenue was improved through the years. They moved the roadbed over about 40 feet from uh, and being on top of those logs and used those logs to to anchor the, you know, the fill that they put in the vine. No kidding. <laughs> through the years, you know, they weren't driven on, but they were covered. But yeah, at the yeah. low water time, those logs stick out of the bank there in yep. some spots, seven, eight feet, you know, out of the riverbank. Yes, it was a, there was an article uh, in the Detroit yeah. Free Press, by the way, for uh, people who may want to go back to October of... Uh, of 19, uh, pardon me, of uh, 2016, there was an article there about this whole issue, and they showed pictures of those logs sticking out. Where are we right now, Rusty, in in trying to include this st- whole stretch of highway well, in the pure the Michigan northern highway? part, yeah. Uh, well, as far as the northern part of the road goes, up through northern Monroe County and into Wayne County, uh, we're pretty much at a standstill on that. It'll either take um, legislative action to change the mm-hmm. the law or, or something. Um, you know, there's no other way to okay. include that. I mean, it's... I understand completely. I was a state employee for 27 years, so I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand this man's dilemma. As much as he yes. wants to do this, he can't. Yes. You know, so... It's totally understandable to me. Now, our, our local senator here, our local state senator, uh, is he's very well aware of it, and he was going to work on this last fall, but then um, uh, we had an election that got in the way, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, everything kind of got laid down, and now he's had some changes on his staffing, so sure. I have to make some new contacts there and see if mm-hmm. um, anything can happen along that line. Wow. 
Um, yeah, I mean, not as a threat that we're going to go after legislation. No, 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 I understand. Rusty, let me, uh, let me uh, kind of wrap this up for, for our listeners' sake. Is there um, some place that people can go, like a, a booklet or a, um, online someplace they can go to take a look at the route that we're talking about so they can get a little better idea of where this byway yeah. Is not right now. No. Um, okay. if, if, if when I get the application process completed and it gets approved by MDOT, it'll be on their website. There, okay. on the Michigan Department of Transportation website, there is a byways, and there's a lot of byways in Michigan. Oh so yes. There's, you know, US 12 all the way across the state from Detroit to I think Benton Harbor is a byway. Mm-hmm. M22 up around Traverse City is a byway. Uh, there's an iron iron belt byway in the Upper Peninsula. Yes. You know, there's a lot of them that people yes. can look into. A lot of but, great. Uh, right now, other than looking at a state map and finding an M125 and tracing your finger up along the, <laughs> you know, the edge of Lake Erie and up along the Detroit River, you won't be able to find it anymore. Well, Rusty, right and on the great state map, it's a very light gray line. Yeah, there there was a there were some really nice little. Uh, images that were included in one of the articles that I uh, collected as I was preparing for this conversation that uh-huh. has some of these maps in there, and I'm going to include those on the website so people can okay. take a peek at that as well. Okay. I, I have things I could provide to you also, Foster, if you wanted. So. That, okay. That's quite right. Rusty, I want to thank you and all the rest of the volunteers for your uh, valiant efforts to uh, uncover this highway and make people aware of its wonderful historic significance in the state of Michigan and, and, and indeed in the United States history as well. Thanks so much for being with us here on American Road Trip Talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Foster. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will watch for our next one as they appear on our blog page at AmericanRoadMagazine.com. You'll also find a wealth of information waiting for you on our homepage. Things like my itineraries for your next trip, sweepstakes, special bargains, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the next American Road Trip Talk, look for us on Facebook. This is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.